0: Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! No idea. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. just going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath.
0: A lot of injuries. That means a lot of waiver wire replacement options. In fact, if you're in a super flex league or a 2QB league, this is the week for you, potentially. We do have some, uh, some injuries there that you could... Take advantage of. Welcome to the show, everybody. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. We are into week seven already. I'm hesitant to give an opinion on the Monday night football game because last time I did that, it was met with some skepticism. I thought the Raiders-Packers game was good. Last night was good, though, right? It was dramatic. It was good? Yes. It was, okay. It, it it was good, but it was
2: disappointing because I, I was expecting a better offensive showing. And the way that the two teams scored early... I thought, okay, mm. here we go. It was gonna. Yep. It's. It, it seemed like it's set up for a lot of fireworks, and we got, I think, a little bit disappointed by that.
0: At the same time, it was basically the crown jewel of week six because that's just that's just what week six was about. It was. Let's hope we have a, never have another week like week six. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Oh. Um So yeah, we'll talk about all those injuries and
3: let's uh, let's get into it right now.
0: Who are the top three priorities for you?
2: It's it's funny because I I think you should be looking at both San Francisco running backs first. You know, and, and uh, based on what Kyle Shanahan said yesterday, it seems like Mitchell's still going to be the guy over Jordan Mason. But you never know. And if it's Mason and not Mitchell, you want to have a piece of that. But I, I think those two guys, and I'll put Zach Evans third, just with the situation going on in Los Angeles with the Rams. Not only do you get the chance to use Zach Evans. And he, he, you can make a case he might be first because at least you know you're getting somebody because McCaffrey can still play. Um, but with Karen Williams out for this uh, Steelers game, hopefully that's it based on the reporting. Uh, Ronnie Rivers is now out for three to four weeks or four to five weeks. I forget exactly what it is, but uh, a, a lengthy period of time. At least you know you're getting a handcuff there that that might have some value at some point down the road too. But those three would be the the, the first three that I'd be looking at.
0: So two San Francisco running backs and a Rams running back. Dave, how about you? And by the way, we should say, I mean, you've got a potential, you know, fool you for San Francisco, for Craig Reynolds in Detroit, because Jameer Gibbs might play. Uh, You do have that possibility. We don't know how long these running backs are going to be out for. But yeah, as Jamie mentioned, there seems to be more clarity with uh, the Rams situation where you're not going to have Kyron or or Rivers this week. And, and,
2: And just before Dave jumps in, with the San Francisco situation, the thing that makes it even worse is they play Monday. So if we don't get any update on McCaffrey today or tomorrow, and he shows up at practice on Thursday, you got to be careful with your Fab. So that's the 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 thing that's tricky with this. Like like you may say, okay, I I getting I'm getting San Francisco running back against Minnesota, love it. Oh no, (laughs) so
4: (laughs) maybe you're not getting the San Francisco running back against. uh, Well, you're getting a San Francisco running back. You're not getting the. the, This might not be the one you want. Yeah, I which is why, which of. is why I think if if you've got McCaffrey and you didn't back him up, you're the one that can kind of free wheel, spend your fab and and use that waiver priority more so than other managers in your league to go after these guys. And and I would follow Kyle Shanahan here. He's the track record has been that he's leaned on Mitchell before. He knows what he's gotten Mitchell. Mitchell isn't having the better year compared to Mason. But the reason why he didn't get in ahead of Mason last week, according to Shanahan, was because he barely practiced last week. And and they just got Mason rolling. Mason has had three carries inside the 10 his entire career. His first touchdown inside the 10 happened last week. Mitchell's got 18 carries inside the 10. I just think they trust him more. So I'd prioritize him. But it's the same three running backs. It's Mitchell, Mason, and Evans.
0: Okay. So what about the Minnesota matchup? Because they have been a very good run defense. Does it matter to you?
2: I mean it wouldn't matter if it was McCaffrey. And I think right. you have to treat this as, you know, McCaffrey light. Um Mitchell, you've seen. You know, that's the, the nice thing about it, you know, and, and it just it's frustrating that he's gotten banged up at the wrong time. And I know a lot of people dropped him. You know, we, we we've said on the show, and I, I know what I've written that he's been in the, the shallow leagues um section of the waiver wire column for the better part of, you know, the, the season. Um, you know, he was drafted in about 80% of leagues. He's kind of hovered in that range and a lot of people were dropping him. And I know for me, I dropped him in a couple leagues too. You know, I just couldn't manage my roster with keeping the, the lottery ticket that, that he is when he wasn't playing. Right. Um, the, 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 the thing about it is, and, and Dave's right, you know, Mitchell's been the guy for, for Shanahan, but also in what he said yesterday, not only was, was Mason playing ahead of Mitchell because the only practice on Thursday ahead of the week was that they may use a committee. And, and that would be really, really detrimental to what we're hoping to see, you know, if there is no McCaffrey, you know, because it could be, you know, they're splitting series. It could be, you know, Mason's the goal line guy. It could be Mitchell's the goal line guy. It could be one's the passing downs guy, you know. So um, I, I wish that we could say with certainty, you're getting a potential superstar here for at least a one week situation. Clearly the best case scenario is McCaffrey doesn't miss any time, any place. You know, so we're still waiting to find out what the MRI results are.
0: Okay. So... Uh, it, you could also. I mean, Dave, you didn't give your top three, Dave. So why don't you go ahead and give give your top three?
4: It's uh, I did. I did. Oh, it's you the, did, same you top did the same three.
0: thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. You could also pivot away from the running backs and and maybe think about Josh Downs, who's
4: barely. Oh, ros- I, yeah. I if Rasheed Rice is out there, I would speculate okay. on him long term. If you need somebody that's going to get you five catches, then uh, is it Josh Downs or is it Curtis Samuel? Those two guys are on are there for me at wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I mean, t- to me, I'd go with downs over. Samuel, because we've seen this story from Samuel before. Remember how good he was at the beginning of last year? Yeah. It's not like, he still has some serious competition there. But I don't love the upcoming schedule for Downs. I was going to bring this up. Josh Downs, he's facing uh, Cleveland this week. They're first against wide receivers. Then he faces New Orleans. They're 13th, but we know they've dealt with some suspension, some injury in their secondary. They're healthy now. Carolina, New England. Actually, three of the next four opponents that Josh Downs faces are currently one, two, and three in yards allowed to slot receivers. Fewest yards allowed. They're three best. The Saints in week eight are actually bad. They're giving up the second most yards to slot receivers. It's kind of early for that stat. I don't know how much it actually matters, but but you do have, pro- ha- have Gardner Minshew most likely for the rest of the season. It's been a good connection between him and Josh Downs. So we are going to talk a lot about the running backs because that is relevant, but we do have to understand that we might not be getting great production from these running backs. So... You know, it might make more sense for you to go to look at other positions. And then, of course, we have the buys this week. Carolina, Dallas, Houston, Cincinnati, Tennessee, and the Jets are all on buy. That's probably a, it's probably a bigger deal. It's definitely a bigger deal for you at running back than it is at quarterback. So that's also, and maybe wide receiver. Deal, that's also going to influence uh, who you prioritize on waivers. I understand a lot of people are just simply going to need a running back. And we'll uh, we'll get into that. If you miss, like, I, it's unbelievable. I just can't find time to watch the baseball playoffs. And it seems like we had some really good games yesterday. So if you miss it, why don't you turn on CBS Sports HQ when you wake up and watch Morning Buzz. Some of the action while you were sleeping, all the action, whatever you missed, it's covered on morning buzz your sports day starts here highlights from all the top games and leagues catch up on storylines and social buzz you can jump in you can jump out morning buzz runs all morning starting at 9 a.m and get it all for free on the cbs sports app all right news and notes so let's let's cover it all here justin fields is doubtful for this week tyson bajant will probably get the start for the bears Uh, Ryan Tannehill has a high ankle sprain. They're on a bye. Then they have Atlanta in week eight. Jimmy Garoppolo's got this back injury. His status unclear for their game at Chicago. Baker Mayfield, bruised thumb. You guys expecting Baker Mayfield to play? We are. All right. He's against Atlanta this week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I hate this one. He has a knee injury, and he's facing the Saints on Thursday. As of right now, it's not even clear he's going to play, but where are you ranking Trevor Lawrence?
4: Uh, either eleven or twelve, right? Yeah, he he. There aren't a lot of quarterbacks to love this week, so he's in that mix of low end QB one. But I I don't know how effective he'll be if he's got some limitations because of the knee and the matchup isn't easy.
0: And as mentioned, Anthony Richardson likely out for the season with that shoulder injury. The running back news: you got Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers likely out this week, so Zach Evans could start for the Rams, and they are facing Pittsburgh, which. On paper, they've been a bad run defense. You dig into it a little bit more. McCaffrey, Chubb, those guys were great against them. You had that 69-yard run by Jerome Ford. Other than that, they haven't been that bad. Uh, but that's the big injury news at running back, plus obviously. But given Christian given the McCaffrey.
2: week, Zach Evans is like top five.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, I started Amari DiMarcano in one league, so I was man, if I can get Zach Evans, and I I actually don't even bother putting in a claim for Zach Evans in the IDP league because I am well I have the number one priority. So I think I am gonna make it Zach Evans. Um Congrats. Yes. I would say that I'm gonna I'm gonna prioritize him over the 49ers running backs.
2: Have you have you won since our trade?
0: No. No. <laughs> of course not. No, that team stinks. Uh let's see. Um uh, the Rams also are going to possibly be without one of their starting cornerbacks, uh, Darian Kendrick. Uh, Trent Williams, we can talk about Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. They're day to day. Their status is still unclear, but they're not long term injuries. Trent Williams, left tackle, Debo Samuel, obviously, you know who he is. They're at Minnesota. And uh, David Montgomery will be out for a little bit, a little while. We don't know that he's going to be out this week. I don't know how long it's going to be. Jameer Gibbs could play this week. Or I could believe could they be have out.
2: a week. Nine or 10 by nine. So, yeah, that I knew it was either one and then they he might be back the next week. So, that might be the timetable.
0: Yeah, Baltimore, Las Vegas, and a bye for the Lions. Uh, Pat Fryermuth and Deontay Johnson are expected back this week. So, again, maybe you don't need a running back, maybe Deontay Johnson is available on your waiver wire and you want to pick him up. Uh, Minnesota linebacker, edge rusher, basically Marcus Davenport. He has a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss four to six weeks. And Jamal Williams was limited in practice. Saints running back might be able to come back for this Thursday game against the Jaguars. Well, uh, let's talk fab here. Jack talk tie. Uh, Let's talk fab. And Dave, how much fab are we spending here on these guys?
4: I don't want to spend a lot. But I get that people are going to be desperate for a running back. And the 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 opportunity to possibly have the starting running back for the 49ers is, is gonna be appealing and you're gonna to want to spend to get it. I think he's I think Mitchell would be in that 25 to 30 percent range. I think it's risky. We've talked about that already. Uh, Mason, a little bit below that. And Evans is probably gonna go in about that same range too. So I would imagine if it's Mitchell or Evans. Get ready for 30%. If it's Mason, probably closer to 20 to 25.
2: It's just so tough because, again, you know, they get to practice on Thursday if we haven't heard anything, and McCaffrey is limited. Oh, yeah. Potentially in full. So I think if you're desperate, you spend just the hope of getting one of them, the 49ers guys, or if you just, like in, in your case, Adam, you're first on waivers, but if somebody needs a running back just because they need a running back, like you go get Zach Evans and look, we, we, we are anticipating based on the reporting that Kyron Williams is only going to miss one week, but if it is longer than that with the Ronnie rivers timetable, then there might be a bigger window here, but we could also see, we know how coaches are. Evans is a sixth round rookie. Um, Royce Freeman's been in the league a little bit, you know, he might be the guy that they end up leaning on, you know? So oh, yeah, we kind of, we kind of got that with the Cardinal situation, you know, where, um, undrafted rookie in, in De mercado and Looked like he was the guy. And then Keontae Ingram comes back, and Damian Williams is on their practice squad, and they went with the two veterans.
0: I have awesome news for you guys. Oh, my gosh. You ready for this? This is going to be so exciting for you.
2: Um, Christian McCaffrey's healthy and has no issues? No. Um, Zach e- Everson is not really hurt.
0: Zach Evans is rostered in the IDP League, so I will not be adding Zach Evans. <laughs> uh, oops. I will be adding. Who Scott Fish. Scott, if you're watching, you're a son of a fish. And uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be adding Jordan Mason instead. Let me ask you guys. I, I, I really like up until week six. I've had a nice fantasy season. You know, nothing amazing, but pretty happy with my teams overall. I you sound like everybody. Such a terrible week in week six. I had some very close losses. I had some blowouts. I don't even know what the final tally is, but I had a terrible week. I am questioning my self worth right now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Do you ever feel that way when you have a bad week? You start. It's like. It's like, I'm sorry, are all my teams bad? Was it just a fraud for five weeks? I, I am really down on myself right now, guys. I think I need to pick me up.
2: I had my uh, my first sub-500 week of the 25 leagues I play in, so I was pretty happy about the season so far. Um, but first time that's nice. collectively they were they were below 500. But at this point, you know, like when you play in that many leagues, you know, you, you see which teams are going to be good and you see which teams are obviously going to stink. Um the ones that stink are the ones that frustrate me, or the ones that that I focus on more, you know. Because like, okay, I could turn around. Oh, it's it's one in four. I could, all right, it's one in five. I could turn around. You know, like it's just, yeah. You know, the the injuries are are a huge part of this. But yeah, you know, we we did we get that on the mailbag about somebody saying like, they were out of it and they were going to um uh be kind to their league mates and not make any more yeah. ad drops like right. that. That's I can never do that.
0: No, I just I just feel very. I feel like a loser honestly for the fantasy week I just had. We got to turn it around. Big week here. Big week. Good thing I have But a, it's just a lot one week. And I know, and but we, I hate myself for
4: it. Yeah, I know, but if if there's anything we learned it's that injuries can turn things around real quick. And so the teams, I have a team that was in first place in a 14 team triple flex analyst league. It had Christian McCaffrey, David Montgomery, and Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, and it's a 14-team triple flex league. So there is no way anybody has any depth in this league. I am in deep trouble with my now four and two team in a league that I was hoping to take down because of injuries. Yeah. So well,
0: yeah, you league. just
4: it, that's the fun of fantasy. And it's not just you, Adam. There's gotta be like four people in every league that suffered such humiliating losses, and it's making them angry and frustrated and just got to go back after it because what looks, what might look like a pretty mediocre team can end up being a pretty good team, uh, in a couple of weeks, just because it's healthy. I feel like it's the fantasy manager that drafted the healthiest players will win this season.
2: Dave Dave actually, uh, helped me with a trade. This, uh, I think it was right before the season started. Um, I have McCaffrey in our dynasty league and he Mm -hmm. offered me, um, Elijah Mitchell for a third round rookie pick. I think he gave me a fifth round pick on top of it. I may, there might be
4: something else with it. I think that's exactly what it was. But um, I needed to do it because I had too many guys on my
2: roster. Yeah. And, you know, it was one of those things like, I, obviously, I was thrilled to get the, the handcuff, but I was lucky enough to get Jordan, Jordan Mason at league too. So, nice. um, uh, yeah, but I remember just staring at, at, at Mitchell like, I wonder if I can get him
4: from Dave. And then Dave made me the offer at some point.
0: Yeah. And Dave, it turns out, fleeced me by giving me Calvin Ridley for Justin Jefferson. So thanks a lot. Thanks for nothing, Dave.
4: It's one week, and I think I lost in the podcast league, dropping me to one in five with Justin Jefferson. So the dream of making a rally with Jefferson <laughs> and Chase on the same roster, it 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 died a little bit. It'll be fun to play. We'll see smaller. how it goes. We'll I, see how it goes. I'll get us back on track. Sorry. How much fab for Josh
0: Downs, Rasheed Rice?
2: It's not going to take much. First off, Rice is rostered in a lot of leagues already, right. so... You know, the ones where he's still available. You know, I don't know how many people are clamoring for him at this point, given the week, but he's certainly in the mix of one of the top wide receivers. I really struggled with which receiver to put first because Wandale coming off the strong game that he has, is he just getting healthier? Was it Terod Taylor? You know, he's clearly separating himself as the best receiver for the Giants. And we know what he was starting to look like last year before he went down. Um, Downs, you mentioned it. He's 13.1 PPR points or more in the last three appearances with Gardner Minshew. So the connection there is, is strong. And even though he only had five for 21, it was still a five-catch game. He now, I think, was the second most targets that he's had all season. And you can kind of see the way this Colts team is starting to look, especially with some of the matchups. They're probably going to be throwing a lot late in games. So I think that'll benefit down. Uh, Raji Rice, you know, has just been, you know, building towards something. I don't know. The problem with, with Rice is, like, is he going to crack through that ceiling? You know, is, are they going to play him more? Are they going to feature him more? You know, that's what you're waiting for. But he's obviously tied to a great quarterback and great coach. And then you have these veteran guys of Curtis Samuel and even Kendrick Bourne. You're going to throw him in there because two games this season, Kendrick Bourne has been absolutely studly. You know, but can you bank on it from (laughs) the Patriots and even from him? Uh, But again, you know, so I don't know if you need to go crazy on the wide receivers from a fab perspective. But, you know, really, like you said, Adam, if you don't need a running back, if you are just trying to build some depth or if you're just looking to plug a flex spot in uh, from Deontay Johnson, you know, down. You know, some of these guys are certainly going to be helpful.
0: Okay. Yeah, Is Deontay Johnson, if he were available, is Deontay Johnson the top wide receiver that you'd get?
4: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: He's 72% rostered in CBS Leagues.
4: You can make the case that he's the best player you could get. Right,
0: right. All right, let's take a break. We'll get the top three players at each position. You certainly might need a quarterback this week. You're going to Sam Howell. You're going to Derek Carr. We'll tell you who to look for on the waiver wire right after this.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: Okay. Six teams on a buy. We need some quarterbacks. Jamie, who are the top three quarterback priorities?
1: Well, I cheated a little
2: bit because usually we go at 65%. So Sam Powell's at 66%. But I mean, just given the landscape of quarterbacks, he's by far the best. It's not even close. Um, not the, you know, layup matchup. I think that I would, a lot of people think it is. Giants have actually been pretty good against quarterbacks, but not exactly a team. I think that you fear, but, um, has got top 10 upside for this week? Again, with the teams on a buy, no fields and the way that he's performed 21 or more fantasy points in three straight games and four of his last five. So he's getting the job done after him. I give Derek Carr a slight nod. The Jaguars have been pretty good against quarterbacks, uh, pretty good in allowing fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And the last two that have faced them, Josh Allen and, um, Gardner Minshew, both over 300 yards. Car coming off a 300-yard game. He's actually played his best fantasy. He's had his best fantasy performance the last two weeks. It's basically like eight and a half points. So it's not exactly like he's blowing the doors off things. But you're seeing him throw the ball down the field. It's kind of like what we said about Stafford until he got that second touchdown. If he gets that second touchdown, he's going to have a potentially big game, and it could happen this week. After him, I think you give a little bit of an edge to Baker Mayfield just based on the matchup. Not exactly, again, like Atlanta's been fantastic, but Baker's been pretty good outside of last week's game. He's been hovering around that 20-point range. If this just shows you where we are with quarterbacks, that these are the guys that we're talking about here. So Howell's the prize. Carr's an okay consolation prize. And then maybe Baker. But once you get past that, you, you kind of alluded to this. It's a lot of the super flex 2QB league options. They're not great. And they may not all start, but there are some options out there. Terod Taylor, uh Brian Hoyer. Obviously, Bajan is going to – is it Bajan or Bajan? Bajan. Um, he's Secret Bajan, man. But, you know, how good is he? And you know, some of these other, you know, options, PJ Walker and whatever, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's players, it's bodies. They're not exactly great options
0: though. Okay. We'll get to the running backs in a second. We'll talk about some other guys, but I just should know, I didn't mention this, that Daniel Jones is hoping to play this week. So if you are in a super flex league and you're looking at Terod Taylor, just be aware. Daniel Jones is hoping to play this week. Uh, Also one note on car. Jamie mentioned he's throwing the ball downfield. He really is fourth highest air yards per pass attempt. And uh, this is actually a bit of a vulnerability for the Jaguars. I think they've given up the fifth most completions of 30-plus air yards. Something like the eighth most of 20-plus air yards. They are getting beat deep. I even went back and I watched some of the plays, and it's like, man, they struggle uh, with the deep ball here. So that could be a nice matchup for Carr. It just—it's kind of hard. I think it's hard. The touchdown. Jamie already mentioned. It. It's just—he doesn't—he doesn't throw touchdowns. Uh all right Dave the top 3 running backs are the 2 49ers guys and Rams running back Zach Evans who's facing the Steelers 49ers are facing the Vikings and we like Mitchell ahead of Mason right now. Um and and you would would you would go Mitchell Mason uh Evans
4: or you would go Mitchell Evans Mason. I think I'd go Mitchell Evans Mason. Okay. Because uh, listen Mason has had better metrics this year than Mitchell Mitchell really hasn't played great and we talked about it already like I I would completely expect the 49ers to use both backs randomly and I think they're comfortable putting Mason near the goal line even though he doesn't have a great track record of it but Mitchell just because he was the first name out of Kyle Shanahan's mouth because he's had experience in this offense he knows what he's doing I think he's probably still just the better running back and the one that the 49 or 49ers will trust. So I like him, but I know he's not going to get a lot of the work or all the work, I should say. He'll get plenty of work. Evans, I think, is going to get a decent amount of work too. And we talked about it with Kyron Williams earlier this year. I I don't necessarily think that Zach Evans is this great talent. He had fumble issues in college. He had drops issues at Ole Miss. And now here he is getting an opportunity. And that's what matters the most in fantasy is opportunity first, talent second. And, And Kyron Williams is actually Proven to take advantage of the opportunity with the Rams, and he's looked better as the season's gone on. He looked great last week. It sucks that they don't have him. I would imagine that Evans would be the next best, but I have low expectations for him. But I would start him over Mason this week, as of now, based on what we know. So Mitchell, Evans, Mason is my order. Adam, let me give you the quote from Shanahan because we've we referenced it a couple times. Uh-huh. So he was asked
2: specifically, Would you be okay with Jordan Mason being the guy if McCaffrey is out? He said, Yeah, we'll see. Elijah's earned a ton with us over these years. I think Elijah, when he has been healthy, he has been as good of a back as there is. He's just had a hard time staying healthy. But I also can't take away anything from JP, and JP is is in reference to Mason. Uh, I mean, every time JP's got his opportunities, you you guys see how he's done. So both of those guys have done very well. Elijah came back and practiced late last week on Thursday. So he really only got one true day of practice in, and that's why JP got the first nod once Christian came out. But we've got two really good players there. So, again, read into that what it is, why Mason played over Mitchell, what he thinks of Mitchell. But the last part of it, though, is that's the scary thing. We've got two really good backs there. And so, you know, Mitchell has stepped in from for, you know, the 49ers before when Raheem Mostert got hurt, you know, in Mitchell's rookie season. He was amazing that year. We all remember that. He was playing well before – not playing well, not playing great, but playing okay before they traded for McCaffrey, but we know he's missed some time. And so you just have to realize, like, if you're chasing Mason, you're hoping that Mitchell's either still not 100% or that it's going to be more of a timeshare. So just just keep that in mind, why I think you go after Mitchell first, and then I don't think it's a bad idea, like Dave said, to go Evan second.
0: Okay, and the 49ers, good news is that they have the second most running back carries in the NFL. They average 26.3 running back carries per game. So if they stay on that average, that could be 15 for one guy and 11 for another. If you get 15 carries from Elijah Mitchell, I would start that player. You know, that'd be be enticing. You're probably not going to get a lot of catches, though.
2: There's one more wrinkle to this, too, pro and con. If there's no Debo, you don't have to worry about him taking carries from the backfield. If there is Debo, then it could be really messy because they've used Samuel as a running back, essentially— for two of the last three games, and the third one being the one he got hurt in. But he was eight carries and three targets. And so if he's there, that could be a huge problem for both these guys in terms of what their top end potential could be.
0: If the following players are available, how do you sort it out? Um, If Jeff Wilson or either of the Bears running backs, Rashawn Johnson or... Deontay Foreman are available, and they're all right around 75% rostered in CBS Sports Leagues, which means for a lot of you, they are available in shallower leagues. Do you prioritize a Bears running back, Jeff Wilson, or one of these 49ers, or, or Zach Evans?
4: I'd put Roshan first, because he's got a shot to help you rest of season, as well as in week number seven. So he would be he would be the one I'd put over Mitchell. Uh, I'm not sure if, if Wilson's even going to play this week. It sounds like he's trending in the right direction. But I don't know if he's got staying power for the rest of the season. I'd put Mitchell ahead of him. I think if
2: you need somebody for this week, you gotta look at Mitchell first. Because especially if you're in some tough spots, because or a tough spot, because we don't know if Roshan's walking back into the main role. And so shared role with a backup quarterback. I know the Raiders defense, we don't necessarily think very highly of them, but they have played for the most part, better, I think, than a lot of people expected. And so is that situation better than the 49ers lead running back situation? Like I would, if you tell me right now Mitchell is Mitchell is starting for one week only, and Roshan may be the starter at some point in the next three games before Khalil Herbert's back, I would still take my chances with Mitchell. In terms of Wilson, I don't think you could trust. I think Dave's right. But again, you know, they just lost Christopher Brooks, or we're expected not to have Chris Brooks for this week. If, Wilson, if there is a chance for Wilson to come back, you know they're down now to just two healthy bodies at that position. So I would assume that if he's ready to go, he's going to play. Then you look at Wilson as maybe for the next three weeks could have some staying power, similar to Roshan Johnson. So those, those two, I think, are very similar. But I think if you get one game of Elijah Mitchell, even if that's all you get, you're going all in on
0: him. Okay, so how about the top three wide receiver priorities? Uh, Dave, I'll throw it to you this time.
4: If Rasheed Rice is out there and you're willing to be patient at the midpoint of the fantasy season, I would take him first. I'll take Josh down second. He has a higher target share than Curtis Samuel. Uh, Wandale Robinson will be third. I'll take him ahead of Curtis Samuel. You guys are right. Curtis Samuel's shown us this before, and, and then he's faded. But he does have 14 or more PPR points in three straight games, a touchdown each of his past two. I think he's roster worthy. I don't know if he's necessarily start worthy whereas I think there's a little bit more upside for the younger wide receivers and downs in Wondell Robinson.
2: Yeah, the, the, the thing with, with Samuel, he actually has a touchdown in three straight, two receiving and one rushing. Ah. Uh, but, but two of those three games where he's been productive, at least seven targets, at least six catches. So you are seeing Sam Howell lean on him and he's clearly outplayed DeHaan Dotson. And from a consistency standpoint, he's been their best receiver. Mm. And so you, you could argue he's been their best player, you know, with what he's done for the last, last three weeks. Like he's been more consistent than the running backs. He's been more consistent than McLaurin. And so maybe this is something with Eric Bieniemy as a new play caller that you could buy into and say, okay, something is different. Because we thought Dotson was going to be a breakout candidate. He's not. And McLaurin just hasn't been able to be productive week in, week out. So the nice thing about Samuel is it's almost like his namesake. He's getting carries. You know, like Debo Samuel. And he's producing in the, in the passing game, a lot of his short area targets. Now, the, the problem with him, I think for me at least, is you get a game like last week where it's four for 42, I think it was, and the touchdown goes away. And then what are you looking at? You know, so you just have to understand that that's the kind of player he is. Like, I don't think he's going to be consistently six for 50 every week. But if he is, you're going to be pretty happy about that in PPR.
0: Yeah, by the way, if you have Terry McLaurin, I think you're going to want to start him this week. He just destroys the Giants. Um, so just throwing that out there uh, in this you know fairly intriguing NFC's matchup uh, from a fantasy standpoint at least for the for the Commanders I think pretty intriguing game. Uh, all right, tight ends, uh, Jamie. Who are the top three tight ends? Uh,
2: you know I, I struggle with this one a little bit too. I, I go back to just what the, the the preseason value was that I had on Pat Fryermoth. I thought he was going to be a breakout candidate. And I'm so I'm going to go back to him since he's coming back and available. So he's first. But the two rookies are very interesting. You know Luke Musgrave. Two of his last three games. Uh, at least six catches, the one where he didn't have it, he left a level with concussion against Detroit. And yeah. so is he building towards something now that he's healthy and becoming, you know, a reliable option for uh, Jordan Love? And then Michael Mayer, you know, I'll go back to the conversation we had with Tom Spencer who joins us every Sunday. Uh, and you alluded to this, Adam, as well. Like the previous game, I think it was the Packers game, your favorite football game ever. Oh, great um, game. That the, the broadcast said how much... They wanted to get Michael Mayer involved. I think he had three targets or three catches in the game. If I'm not mistaken. One of the two, but it was his three most tar- production to two that for point. Thirty-nine
0: in on three targets,
2: and and then you come out with this game with you know five catches on six targets, um, against New England for seventy-five yards. And so is he now becoming a little bit more part of this offense to a level where you might be able to trust him. And so again, he's more of a long-term play. I think you look at Friar Muth, and Musgrave as potential starters for this, at least I do. Um, especially Musgrave with the m- matchup that he has against the Broncos. So um, both these guys are in play. And 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 look, even the matchup for the Rams—they're 29th against opposing tight ends. So they've been very forgiving to the position as well. So both these guys have an opportunity. Um, but I think all three of them are worth, you know, certainly picking up, especially if you've been playing the the tight end roulette game.
0: Yeah, I, it is interesting that all three of these guys have on paper great matchups. I'll just go over it again. Fryermuth, the Rams are 29th against tight ends. Musgrave, the Broncos are 32nd. Uh, and Mayer, the Bears are 25th. And then his next game against Detroit, they're 28th against tight ends, which is a little weird. They haven't given up any big games to individual tight ends, but um, they collectively are bad against tight ends. Uh, so, so those three guys. Musgrave, though, just want to bring this up. He hasn't really had a game. With Watson and Aaron Jones, none of them have really, you know, where, where everyone's been healthy. So they're sure. coming out of their yeah. buy. We'll see what the target distribution is there.
2: Uh, and and I will say this just for the the sneaky fantasy manager: if you could still play Taysom Hill at quarterback last week, first time we saw him really used as a traditional tight end. Yeah, um, yeah. Not necessarily that that benefits him uh, as the quarterback production, but still just another option that you can might be able to use in, in superflex.
4: He had career highs in routes and targets, and I believe it's the most snaps he's played when he didn't start at quarterback for the Saints. Short-range guy. He he ran a lot of short routes. So, like, an outlet receiver. That, But, I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to last. I don't know if that's just because they were playing a heavy zone defense. Well, Juwan Johnson's out. So, he, he's been out They're, for the last right, game. But we're Juwan out. Johnson's been out for a couple of weeks, and this is the first time we've seen Hill used like this. Sure. I don't know if it's going to last. I'd, I'd I'd much rather go after one of these young tight ends than him.
0: Yeah, who are you dropping? Are you okay dropping Ferguson going into his bye?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't think he's a must drop player, but you know he hasn't exactly stepped forward to the level that I think we would have liked to see. And with a bye week, sure, if you need to just go, you know, swap tight end for tight end, then sure.
0: You're going to hang on to Logan Thomas. You're going to hang on to Cole Komet?
2: Comet for sure. Yes. Um, Thomas is. In the same range as uh, Ferguson. I
0: mean, you say commit for sure, but Fields could be out for a while. I mean, we don't we really don't even know.
2: Yeah, I want I want to see a full game with with uh, you know Baygent. different quarterbacks. See,
0: yeah. All right, uh, Jamie, give us the DSTs and the kickers, and then Dave can give us IDP. Cleveland's
2: playing Cleveland, right?
0: Cleveland is playing. Yeah,
2: inside uh, joke. Cleveland is playing the Colts, so we saw Gardner Minshew look like he, he could have had six interceptions in that game. Um, so the Browns would be the – they're my number one DST this week. Uh, wow. Seahawks against the Cardinals. Their their offense is starting to fall apart a little bit. And then the Commanders against the Giants, and then the Rams against the Steelers. Uh, kickers would be uh, Jason Myers against Cardinals. Brett Meyer against the Steelers. Cameron Dicker against the Chiefs. And Blake Groupie, as we have now come to find out. Uh, I was disappointed with yeah. him last week, but I think he'll bounce back at home.
4: All right. Uh, Dave, IDP. Uh, defensive lineman, Justin Matabuke has been playing well. We're looking for a D lineman that can get us maybe five tackles per game. He's out there in 90% of leagues. We've talked about DJ Wanham before with Minnesota. He continues to put up decent numbers, but I think the best one is Carl Granderson, who's who's been getting good tackle numbers and, adding some sacks. He has at least one sack in four of six games this year. Zach Allen coming on for Denver. Linebacker, Devin Lloyd, first game back, 12 fantasy points in leagues where tackles count. Jelani Tavai is another good linebacker. I'm a little hesitant on Micah McFadden, kind of a wait-and-see linebacker, but if you're in a dynasty league, see if he's available. He could end up being pretty good. I think the defensive backs are where it's at, though. Justin Reed uh, has some huge games his last two weeks. Josh Metellus in Minnesota, has played well. And then a couple of corners, Cam Taylor-Britt and Juju Brents in Indianapolis are two guys that have put up some pretty good numbers the last couple of weeks. There's a lot out there. It's nice. All right. The way you say Carl Granderson was what you were like,
0: Carl Granderson. I didn't know if you were doing a thing there. You weren't doing a thing, were you? Of course not. Why
4: would I? You could
0: have said, Carl, good to (laughs) see you. Okay, we just had a trade in the podcast league, guys. Did you see it? No, no, let's grade it. It was a pretty spicy one. Uh, if I could find it though, it was ready, it's spicy. I'm warning you. I hope you like spicy food. Come on, Podcast League email. Uh, yes, here we go. Okay, it was Christian Watson and Bijan Robinson Ooh, for okay. Jacoby Myers and Tony Pollard. It's
4: pretty even. Yeah. Pretty spicy. I might take the Pollard-Meyer side right now. I would, too. I'll
0: tell you what song I heard on the radio yesterday. I heard that song. I don't think it's Is it called Shallow or In the Shallow? You know, the one from A Star Is Born? The Lady Gaga song? Bradley Cooper? Great song. <laughs> Love that song. Let's talk about the Shallow Leagues. Who's available in the Shallow? Sha la 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 Leagues. Uh, yeah, so you got, like, <coughs> Jordan Love. You got those Bears running backs. Jeff Wilson that I talked about. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I, sorry for stealing your thunder, Jamie, who's available in the shallow leagues, Dave, you do the deep leagues after.
2: Uh, I mean, again, Jordan love really the only quarterback that I saw in the range that we typically talk about. And what I do for this, if anybody is curious, um, anybody that's 66% generally, we'll say 67%, 67% to, uh, about 79%. So you might be able to find them in 10 team leagues, but you mentioned the quarterback in Jordan love. The running backs are very interesting. Because of some of the options. Now I would carry Tajay Spears through his bye week as we've seen. He's been productive and he potential lottery ticket. Um, we still don't know that Aaron Jones is coming back hundred percent, but AJ Dillon coming off his best game in week five. I think you want to pick him up if he was dropped. Uh Roshan Johnson and Deontay Foreman both qualify because one of them will be the uh poten- one, one will hopefully be a potential fantasy starter for you. And then Jeff Wilson still available in uh twenty five percent of leagues, and another guy to carry through his bye week is Chuba Hubbard. Um, the receivers, uh, a yeah. little disappointing from Josh Palmer, although he did have a touchdown called back early in the game. So that might've changed how you feel about him, but he's available at uh, receiver, Deontay Johnson. You mentioned him as well. Um, in terms of guys that we've already talked about, KJ Osborne still at 76%. I know he didn't have a huge game, but still, we only saw Kirk Cousins throw 31 times. That's kind of low for him. And then at uh, tight end, we have. Excuse me, as I scroll down here. Um, tight end, you should absolutely 1000% pick up Dalton Schultz if he's still available. We'll carry him through his bye week. He could be a number one tight end rest of season based on what he's done the last three weeks. The last two have been extremely encouraging, uh, especially what he was able to do against the Saints because that defense is great against
0: tight ends. And Dave, who's in the deep leagues? Deep leagues. Who's <laughs> in the deep leagues now? Who's I don't rolling, even who's get that rolling. My, my the ears deep. are in oh, I get it. the
4: shallow song. Yeah, who's rolling in the deep, Dave? Jordan Mason and Zach Evans are available in over 90% of leagues, and we've already talked about them. They're going to get grabbed up like crazy once they're gone. Look, I, I can't believe he's a thing again, but he's a thing again. Latavius Murray is 84% available and is is kind of the 1B running back in Buffalo. Oh, did you see more- the report yesterday? Which is it? That Leonard Fournette is going to visit the Bills. Yeah, I saw that, but I wonder if that's just because of what happened to Damian Harris. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's uh- – could be a problem for both those guys. It could be. I, I listen. I'm not excited to add Latavius Murray, but you might be desperate and you might miss out on Mason and Evans. Uh, he would be up there. Keontae Ingram, if if you like five or six fantasy points, he'll be there. Uh, and then yeah. Craig Reynolds. No, we shouldn't
0: just we shouldn't just poo poo that. You know, I mean Ingram. We are talking sure deep because
4: that's here. what Latavius Murray might get you on a good week. Murray, I mean, really? Like, I, I think I'd rather have Ingram because we know that Connor's going to be gone three more weeks. Right. And Murray could have some company with Fournette coming. And I don't know. I, I have mean, a tough time. Harris, trusting
0: Harris might not Sorry. be out that long. I didn't see a timeline, but it's a neck injury. He might miss one, I don't know, one or two games. I like, think if, if they're
4: working out Leonard time. Fournette, I, I can't expect Harris to be back. And listen, it's not like Harris was taking so much work away from the other running backs in Buffalo, and it's running backs in Buffalo. I think we've been fooled you by, by all the hype around James Cook at this point. Uh, Craig Reynolds is out there, ninety four percent of leagues too. You could spend a few bucks a fab and carry him for a few days, and then if it's if Jameer Gibbs is ready to go like we think he is, then
0: we uh, Jamie basically have not talked at all about Craig Reynolds. And if he is the starter this week, how would you feel about Craig Reynolds?
2: I would put him behind both Mitchell and Evans as potential starters for this week or 49ers running back and Evans as potential starters for this week. He would be a flex. You know, I mean, the fact that he would get all of those opportunities and the majority of those opportunities is very encouraging. You know, they have uh, uh, Divino Zigbo as their second guy now because Zonovan Knight is out. So who knows how much to lean on him. And clearly you you would expect a lot of passing from, from Jared Goff. He didn't have a great stat line against the Bucks when he came on. You know, 10 carries, uh, I believe it was 25 yards, if I'm not mistaken. second. Um it wasn't it wasn't pretty. So, and we kind of got fooled by him before, but given the week, even with the matchup, he's at least a flex.
0: Okay, Dave. I googled songs with the word deep in the title. So, maybe I can I can practice for next week, but we have How Deep Is Your Love? How deep is it lag? I could do like a high pitched oh PG's voice. I could do "In Too Deep," either by some Forty One or by Phil Collins. Um, well that's that seemed like the but rolling. Can we just deep.
4: talk about some deep wide receivers now? We didn't do that yet. No, go ahead. Wandale Robinson, eighty-seven percent available. That would be the first guy that I would target. You tell me, Adam. Jalen Hyatt played fifty-five snaps last week. Yeah, second most among Giants wide receivers. Could he become a thing? Honestly, no. I just
0: don't think so because I, I just don't. Ha- I, I can't trust anyone in the Giants' office. I mean, it's great that he's on the field, but no, I I don't think so. I'm not really interested in picking up Jalen Hyatt.
2: Okay. I do like the fact that they sort of pared down their receiving core a little bit.
0: Yeah. They yeah. Did. No, I mean, it's great. We want to see Wandale and Hyatt on the field for fantasy yes. purposes, but if they throw for 200 yards in a game, you are. You, you are like you're thankful to the gods for that. so it's just not there's just not enough there. Okay.
4: I mean, Darius Slayton just led them in in receiving yards against Buffalo. He's 96 percent available. I'm not excited about any of these guys other than Robinson, but I was asking you just because uh, Rashid Shahid, 62 percent available. he's He's a boomer bus play. That's what we're hoping high it might be someday. And we didn't talk about Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's already rostered in a bunch of leagues, but that's another guy that if I can afford to be patient, I'd, I'd go back to him and stash him. Okay.
0: All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the thrilling, exhilarating Monday night football game and uh, who to drop and more waiver wire names to know. We haven't talked about Kareem Hunt. That's someone I want to discuss as well. Uh, and we'll be right back on fantasy football today. And we welcome you back, everybody, to fantasy football today. All right, let's uh, talk about the Cowboys 20 and the Chargers 17. And, uh, Jamie, what are your major fantasy takeaways from this game?
2: I thought Dak looked much better. You know, certainly helped that uh, Brandon Cooks finally made some plays. And it was interesting because, you know, I I like to do – I start the waiver wire column on Monday, and I had Brandon Cooks as one of the drop candidates because he's usually – so he's been hovering in that 50, 60% range. So I usually t- try to keep guys that are 50% rostered or higher in that, in that guys that I look at to drop. And I'm like, I can't tell people to drop him. I'm just kind of leave in that limbo phase. Um, because he looked, he looked much better, you know, and, and the fact that once he caught the touchdown, it felt like Dak was looking for him a little bit more. Michael Gallup had every target in the world and didn't do much with it at all. And so it, it might be time to move on from him. Uh, if you were counting on him,
4: would you um, hold cooks through his buy?
2: uh, I don't know if you have to necessarily worry about holding Cook through his bike because I don't know how many people will be clamoring for him. But if you don't have to drop him, don't drop him. I don't think you have to run out and add him either. But, you know, he's kind of one of those, uh, like we talked about, Jake Ferguson, Logan Thomas, you know, just kind of these limbo guys. If you have to drop him to make a roster move, drop him. If you can hold him just to see what happens, hold him. Because he might have been dealing with that knee injury and may finally be close to 100%. Um, but, yeah, I thought Dak looked better. Uh, it's, it's very frustrating to see Tony Pollard make some great plays and just not have the stat lines that we're looking for. So I hope better days are ahead. And then Eckler, who can knows I, how much I, of it was can a I shake. Can I pause and up.
0: jump in there on Pollard? I think this is worth bringing up. I think it was Schneier when we talked about it recently that that said maybe he's just not, not all the way back because he had the fractured leg or ankle and he had the off-season surgery. I, I am starting to th- agree with that. I think it was Dan who said that. He really just doesn't look... Special to me. I'm sorry. I don't want, you know, putting on my scout glasses. I'm sorry. I don't want to do that. But I've seen enough Tony Power this year, and I'm not seeing the burst. In fact, really lucky to spin out of that tackle, right, and take okay. off for that with 60-ish yard. Yeah, it was a 60-yard catch. But I was surprised, not that he got chased down by Asante Samuel Jr., but that it wasn't even close. Asante Samuel Jr. was like was like Tyreek Hill. or was like DK Metcalf running down, whoever that was that one time. You know, I am not seeing. The Baker, right? Yeah, whatever it was. I'm sorry, but it, whatever it was, uh, I'm not seeing that burst from Tony Pollard. He looks extremely ordinary to me and doesn't look like the same running back. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I am starting to think maybe, I believe it was Dan, was right, and he's just not the same guy coming off the ankle. It's a concern for me.
2: I think his it, avoided tackle work. rate is way down. Right, too. all
0: those metrics are are yeah. suggesting. The,
2: the thing that a little bit alarming to me, too, and it kind of speaks to what they used him last year is, he's not producing at the goal line at all. Yeah. Like he, you know, and, and that was Zeke's role, you know, for a reason, potentially.
0: Mm-hmm. And he was open by the way, and I would have won a freaking fantasy league if D- Dak didn't miss him so badly on that route. Yeah. Um, it could have been a huge game, but you got lucky because that was a 60 yard catch. If not for that, that's a, that's a 50 total yard game on, on 21 touches, you know? And so I do I just saw that trade, the Bijan What and Watson for Pollard and whoever I, I don't know. I I think I said this on yesterday's show, (laughs) buying low on a player on a buy to a manager that really needs to win this week is is an amazing idea. It's the best time to go get that player. Do I want to do that with Tony Pollard though? Do you guys want to get Tony Pollard?
4: It always comes down to price. Yeah. I'm not going to overpay for him, but I know that I still, I also still view him. As a top 12 running back rest of season, partially because who else is the top 12 running back at this point?
2: Well, it's also he's played several games on his offensive line at full strength you know so some of the yeah, poor performances bit, have yeah. been a, a byproduct of what we view as a strength for him is playing behind that line. He's had a lot of situations where there's been turnovers by his quarterback, his defense has had scoring plays that's taken the offense off the field in the early part of the season. so the the overall numbers are are not great. But yes, you're right, Adam. He does not look like the same player. And we go back to the conversations we've had about him last year with the coaching staff and what they said, that maybe he's just not an every-down guy and needs to be used more in spurts to keep himself fresh and have that burst.
4: And yet, he played 82% of the snaps. He's dominating on third and fourth downs. He's dominating inside the 10. I wonder if the week off will help him. Because if maybe. he's not right, now he's got a week to to get better. And the schedule ahead isn't exactly great for him, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that the second half of the season does not mirror the first half.
0: I can't help but notice how inept the Chargers passing game has looked in two games since Mike Williams got hurt, and I wonder how you guys Mm. feel
4: about that. I don't don't know if that's all because of Mike Williams. Uh, Yeah, I was impressed by the Cowboys defense. (sighs) Yes. And the fact that they were able to get... they, They sped up Justin Herbert. He was uncomfortable. And I think that's what led to so many errant throws and missed open targets downfield. And that line isn't the strength that I had hoped that it would be. And I also think Keenan Allen is just going.
2: to There it is.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, look, the Cowboys only had one sack, but they had the second highest pressure rate in the NFL in week six. They pressured Justin Herbert on 48% of his dropbacks. Uh, Jamie, any long, any, just we'll wrap it up with this. We got to get back to the waiver wire. Jamie, any long-term concerns about Justin Herbert or Austin Eckler?
2: None by low on Eckler. If somebody's frustrated.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go to the waiver wire here and we'll also talk about players to drop. But if, if Jordan love and or Russell Wilson in the same matchup were available, Oh no, it's not the same matchup. Sorry. yes it is. Oh, it is. Okay. I have the wrong schedule for Jordan love. I thought he was facing Denver this week.
2: Well, <laughs> look who else has a schedule issue.
0: <sighs> Who's facing the Vikings this week? Why do I have the 49ers? Why do I have Jordan love? Okay. That's weird. Um, Yeah, who would you rather have, Jordan Love or Russell Wilson? Two potentially, you could say, struggling quarterbacks. Love. uh, Love, yeah. Love or Howell?
4: Howell. I've got Howell higher.
0: What would your interest level in in Daniel Jones be if he plays this week?
4: Uh,
2: Very, very minimal.
0: Yeah. And, all right, so after Howell, Jordan Love or Derek Carr?
2: Uh Howell love carr. That's how I have it. Joni love, love chachi.
0: Jody love chachi. Uh and then you've got Baker Mayfield against Atlanta. Any thought on Desmond Ritter?
4: Yes. He's on I, I don't here. have him as a top twelve, but you might be desperate and you might not be able to get your cloppies on on Howell. God, and if you're not if if you're not into uh carr, then look, he's been throwing a ton lately. The turnovers have been ugly but he's gotten some decent numbers and the matchup says that only two quarterbacks have done well uh, against who's he playing Tampa Bay. Right. So, or he's, yeah, he's playing Tampa Bay cousins had a monster game. He just turned the ball over three times himself. So, and I think it's going to be hard for them to run on Tampa Bay. So I'm okay with Ritter, but he's not a top 12 guy, even in a week with six teams on by.
0: Yeah. And Jamie mentioned, he's, he's got these crazy home road splits.
4: So he's on the road this week. That's the mm-hmm. bad side of the split. Although that didn't matter last week, he wasn't amazing for fantasy last week.
0: Yeah, no, Ritter was. Well, he scored twenty points.
4: That's yeah, okay. That ended up being amazing for week six. Yeah, That's it was.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, let's that was week, six, back. Amazing, week but not six amazing. Week six
4: amazing, amazing.
0: Week six amazing is not. Yeah. Uh, okay, running backs. You've got. If shallower leagues, you can look at the Dolphins guys. You can look at, or the sorry, you can look at the Bears guys, and you can look at Jeff Wilson, AJ Dillon, uh, Tajay Spears is available. He's on a buy. It's it's a long term play. Zach Charbonnet, same thing. Uh, we've talked so much now about the 49ers running backs, and we're ranking it: a Mitchell one, and then Dave is going Evans two, Jordan Mason three. We actually have a YouTube poll uh is it done though did i miss the poll no which running back are you targeting first on the waiver wire mitchell has 41 percent of the vote evans 34 percent. jordan mason 25 percent. so i think that's kind of how people are going to lean here and then you've got craig reynolds and kareem hunt i think worth talking about he had 17 touches they faced the colts this week uh jamie how do you feel about kareem hunt
2: I was surprised how much work they gave him coming off the bye week, and that's something, you know, he might have gotten his legs under him a little bit after, you know, not having any training camp. So Jerome Ford still outplayed him from a, you know, rushing standpoint. You know, he he had, he had a better yards per carry. He looked better than than Hunt, and he was the guy they were using at the end of the game, had some amazing runs when they were trying to uh, hold the lead there at the end. Um, but Hunt, I thought, you know, was, was, again, heavily involved, heavily involved in the passing game. Touchdown run was great. So I don't think he's a bad option if you're desperate this week to play as a flex. I wouldn't consider him anything more than that.
4: He played 37% of the snaps. He had a nice touchdown run. I still think Ford's the main guy there. I don't think that's saying anything that's going to light the world on fire. Uh, Keontae
0: Ingram facing Seattle. Seattle, so far, they have arguably the best run defense, one of the best. They do are giving up touchdowns, though. And they gave up passing game production to running backs. That's not really Arizona's thing. But uh, Keontae Ingram, 30% rostered. If you need a starting running back, you know he had, he had 12 touches. Damian Williams had nine. That was really unfortunate for Keontae Ingram. And Justin. you know, Hill, he played
4: the most snaps. for them?
0: No, it did not Demarcado
4: He played the most snaps. <laughs> he did. Wow. 45% of the snaps, 16 of 20 on third and fourth downs.
0: Yeah, it, it, Dobbs doesn't throw to his running backs. Just no, doesn't do it. Uh, Adam, Jamie.
2: I got to
0: go. Bye. Oh, all right. Jamie does have to go. Sorry about that. Uh, Justice Hill did not really follow up his good game with another good one, although he does have seven catches in his last two games, Dave. Justice Hill, so mm-hmm. hooray. Um, Savon Ahmed had a late touchdown. What about Devin Singletary? Any interest in carrying him through the bye? 24% rostered.
4: I would put him in the same boat as Brandon Cooks, which is you don't have to do it, but try to, because he ended up being the best running back for the Texans in terms of usage. And that was kind of disappointing to see 52% of the snaps. Pierce had a slight edge when they got inside the 10. I'm reluctant to say that Zevin Singletary is going to become a thing for Houston. My guess is that he did help make himself a part of a timeshare and that these two are going to end up splitting reps somehow coming out of their buy.
0: Can I ask you, I forgot to ask about Kenny Pickett now with Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth back, facing the ranks. I,
4: I can't have much confidence in him <laughs> as, a, as a starting quarterback in a one QB league, and I think there's other quarterbacks that I'd rather speculate on.
0: Would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Kenny Pickett?
4: This week? I think I'd rather have Mayfield. Okay. All right, wide receivers,
0: the shallow league guys are K.J. Osborne, Josh Palmer, Deontay Johnson. How do you rank them?
4: Deontay, uh, I'll take... I'll take... Palmer over Osborne. Jameson Williams could be in that group, too.
0: And then the Rushie Rice, Josh Downs, Wandale, Robinson are the top three guys to get in some order. That's Dave's order. Jamie had it. Downs, Wandale, Rushie Rice. Uh, Curtis Samuel is out there, too. I mentioned this yesterday. Kendrick Bourne has now played 90% or more of the snaps in two straight games. And he had one good game and one stinker there. but. You know, weeks two through four, he was kind of like in the fifty to sixty percent range of the snaps. Kendrick Bourne, so maybe he is just going to be their their guy that plays almost every snap.
4: They've uh, tried to get away from him <laughs> as being their guy, but I actually think he might be the one that has the best connection with Mac Jones. This has been more than just a one year thing. Last year, it was the same thing. But I, I, if if he's got the best connection with Mac Jones, he's got to play more. I just I you can't expect games like what we had in week six from him.
0: And Rashid Shahid, you know, it's like a good matchup, maybe, for Rashid Shahid because the Jaguars struggle against the deep ball. But mm-hmm. it's, you're really asking, you're hoping for him to haul in a 40 yard touchdown
4: or something. That's basically what it is. May, you know, boom bust low end wide receiver three.
0: JSN is a guy who's 56% rostered and played his highest snap share. But again, I thought I'd look it up yesterday and I didn't. I'm sorry. But I do wonder how much he played while DK Metcalf was out for a decent number no, Oh, I'm sure snaps. he played a lot, yeah. And if that contributed to JSN's season high in snap rate, snap share rate. Uh, at tight end, you've got Dalton Schultz uh, in shallow leagues. And yeah, I mean, I know Jamie spoke very highly of Dalton Schultz. Again, I'll point out it has really coincided with the Tank Dell absence. I'm not necessarily doubting Schultz's presence, but you just have to be aware of that. And Dell should will be back after the bye. Friar Muth, Musgrave, Mayer, that's how Jamie ranked them to pick up for this week how did how would you rank friarmuth
4: Musgrave mayor I would rank the mayor Musgrave friarmuth but Jonu Smith should be in there too isn't he available in the top oh yeah oh yeah I would put him at the top of the list Ooh. it's been three straight weeks now where he's been involved in the Atlanta offense short area Target caught a touchdown last week uh we'll see if he can keep it up last week I said but I do like I, I do like mayor best. For for what Jamie said, it's not only the fact that he's seen his target share get uh, pumped up the last two weeks. His schedule's good for the yeah. rest of the season. Except,
0: uh, to me, he's just hopefully Devontae Adams is healthy. But I think Michael Mayer is the number three option on a team that probably has Brian Hoyer at quarterback this week. But
4: you yeah, know. it sounds gross. But Luke Musgrave might be the number four option. Right. And Fryermuth is probably no better than the number three option on his team. It has been. You're right. He's had a hard time getting targets. What about Dalton Kincaid as a stash guy?
0: Yeah. Stash. That's it. I mean, I can't really. (laughs) He's done nothing.
4: I had much higher expectations for how Buffalo would use him and James Cook. And so far, it's been not good.
0: And Taysom Hill was used as a tight end, a real tight end, for the first time in his career, basically. And he came through with seven catches for 49 yards on eight targets. Gets I'd argue to he was used end. more
4: as like a, a slot receiver. Well, slash tight
0: end. Okay, that's what I meant, though. A receiver. Uh, yes, I'll give you one more catch. name just to keep an eye on. Trey McBride. Four catches for 62 yards on five targets. They increased his snaps big time. I would love to see them, the Cardinals, transition to Trey McBride. Maybe get a little bit of a youth movement here. It's kind of like Michael Mayer last week. Maybe he can back it up. Uh, DSTs, the Browns, the Seahawks, the Commanders, and the Rams. Kickers, Jason Myers, Brett Maher, Cameron Dicker, and Blake Groupie. And I want to look at the most dropped players here, Dave. If you give me one second here, I'm going to bring up the Here, I'll give trainer. you
4: one more DST. Yeah. The Raiders are taking on Chicago with a beat-up offensive line and Tyson Bajan, an undrafted rookie starting. Chicago's allowed at least 18 fantasy points to five of the first six DSTs wow. in space. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Raiders on my list. I've got them behind Seattle, but Cleveland, Seattle, and Las Vegas would be my top three DSTs. I right, hear them. And they've scored at least players. 14 points in each of their past two games. Though that's in leagues that allow that give points for limited yardage. Drop
0: meter. Amari DiMarcado. Amari DiMarcado, zero to ten. Eight. Dak Prescott.
4: 3 you can do it if you have to but you shouldn't Tank Dell same as Dak 3 uh Jahan Dotson 8 and I hate it I hate it but it's just it's it is what it is in Washington
0: Jarek McKinnon 7 how about Quentin Johnston
4: Six. There were a couple of plays last night where he got open and Herbert just didn't see him. 2-2 Atwell. Four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he and Higby and Kyron Williams really seem to be the big victims of Cooper Cup's return as far as targets go.
0: That is it for our show. Thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate your time. We'll talk to you tomorrow with... No, Dave does not have a ponytail. Does Dave have a ponytail? What oh, you want there? to
4: see my ponytail? Hold on. Let me.
0: There it is. That, that is beautiful. Dave does not have a ponytail, but Dave will be on the show tomorrow to talk trade. We'll So we'll uh, help you make some trades, buy low and sell high. We'll be, right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today.